CCFers, the Katsukefer, CCFers, CCF. When the cat goes meow, Melissa, all the chance you to be hearing at the local CCF. I don't want to call them rallies, but that, well, that's what they are. I know we're not playing bloody tennis. We're starting a military cooey. <laughs> don't be letting the fucking uh, fox into the chicken coo. <laughs> the sexy foxes. Because we're going to ravel with Lady Cluck. Fucking Lady Fuck. We fucking fetters ever. What does this even mean? If you did not listen. <laughs> if you're coming in. If you're coming into this podcast. Having not known Anton from the previous podcast. I am so sorry. You need to go back. You need to go back in time. I always thought that song. The Back to the Future song. You got everything you need from the power of love. You know. Even though that doesn't have anything to do with Back to the Future. But you get all the Huey Lewis and the news you need. In that song, I'm gonna go back in time. Bam, bam, bam. Just it seemed a bit, um, what's the word? It just seemed a bit of a bit too much. It's a bit too much, you know. In a film that was just perfect enough, it's like I gotta go back in time. I didn't need it. Didn't need that, Huey. You already had me. What am I talking about? Listen, this is what I'm liking to call this this episode. What's well, so first? Sorry, first and foremost, welcome to the show. My name is Tony Cantwell. I am chairperson, timekeeper, adjudicator, and member of the floor of the CCF community, Cartoon Cat Fuckers community. Uh, and this is my podcast. This is not always about riding uh, Disney animals, right? I sometimes review Eurovision songs. And it's, some, it's somewhat popular. Your friends wouldn't believe it, but it's somewhat popular, this podcast now. And thank you, new people, new followers of this podcast, you know. And also, thank you very much. Thank you, but you're all right. For the people who very kindly have been sending me um, images <laughs> for the last week, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of um, you 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 never would have thought it, but there's um, a huge Venn diagram overlap of Disney fans uh, and scatological <laughs> interests, and I don't want to be in that crevice as sexy as it looks. I don't want to be in there, right? There's a lot of weird overlap. The kind of Disney obsession, the Disney obsession is kind of similar to the kind of Michael Jackson obsession. And I think that's why a lot of people, you know, eh, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> I don't even know what I was going to say. I think I was going to say there's a lot of, you know, that kind of, like, I don't know if you've ever actually met like a proper, uh, like a Britney Spears type, like not like Britney Spears, but someone who's like that, like people who are like, um, you expect because of, <laughs> what am I even talking about? You expect, I suppose you, you expect because of how sexualized uh, pop stars are that they're cool and they're up for it. But then you meet people, like I've met a few people in Broadway. <laughs> I've met a few people who are in the West End performers and they're very like, they're, they're like, they're kind of Never Neverland kids. You know what I mean? Like the Billy Barry, they're kind of like, bah! you know, like they did a great in the in extras in, uh, in that kind of the showbiz kid, you know, and hasn't fully grown up. Like, that's real. Um, and so I do think there's a lot of overlap of people who, like, you know, are hard into the Disney world. And Michael's, what am I talking about? Anyway, listen. listen. <laughs> I haven't warmed up. But that's because I haven't had time to warm up because I've done so much research. I tell you, you think, you think, oh, look, I'm just going to get it, get in there. I'm going to talk about Disney animals I like to fuck. And then you realize... On the third animal, it's getting quite redundant. So what I've done this time is I have uh, done a bit of 
uh, trivia. <laughs> I've done a bit of, I've actually done a bit of research into these. And at the end of the day, what this what this round is, is this is, this is kind of this is this is the, this is the series. The, the other one was kind of like if you're getting into the tournament, right? The other two rounds was thirty two. Is there thirty two fuckable animals in the Disney universe? Absolutely. But are they the best? Of course not. So now we're down to the core sixteen most fuckable Disney animals competition. I didn't need to say competition because that's not what I was saying. The most fuckable Disney animals. And I'm telling you this. I am not. You've already seen I've made a lot of mistakes already. I am. Listen to me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Two things. I'm the captain now. And two, I am not editing this. Right? This is fucking raw today. And I simply cannot edit this podcast. Um, so look. Nothing to it. But to... But, trying to think of a Disney pun. Couldn't. To do it. <laughs> so let's get into this. Let me explain what's happening here. I am the chairperson, timekeeper, adjudicator, member of the floor of the CCF community. And for the last year, I've been inundated with people saying, listen, can you please tell me who the most fuckable Disney animal is? I obviously went to bat for Nala when they tried to change her beautiful, stunning um, physique and face and little uh, black lips and lovely eyes for the John Favreau, my peer, um, live action. That's so many fucking tones there I just threw out. Hey. Dance monkey, dance monkey, dance monkey, ah, ah. Tones and I. That's what I do when I look in the mirror. Dance monkey, dance monkey, ah, ah, ah. Um, Dance monkey by Tones and I is a song. Uh, what am I talking about? Listen, what am I, t- how? Okay, calm down for a second. I haven't spoken to anyone else today. So, anyway. So, I've been inundated to basically... Put these Disney animals in a tournament. These are only Disney animals. The CCF icon, um, who I kept calling Tootsie Galore, which is so embarrassing for chairperson, timekeeper, adjudicator, and member of the floor of the CCF community, Tony Catwell, to not even know the name of the mascot of the CCF community. It's Toodles Galore. And I should know that. I had a cat cat called Tiddles who ran away. Ran away. I don't know if you know this, but our cat Tiddles, um, when I was growing up, we had a cat called Tiddles. And my brother kept trying to make a cycle a bike. And the cat hated this. He would be putting his little paws on the bike. And he'd be like, Nyeow! And just fucking be scraping. And scraping us so much. The cat hated us. Because we like to mess with it. And he used to swing. He think he swung it around by the tail once. You know? You couldn't swing a cat in here. He did. Um, it was a big room. Um, and, uh, and then we came home from school one day. And um, Tiddles was gone. And we said, Mam, where's Tiddles? And she said, um, Tiddles ran away. Did the old Tyler Durden. Tiddles gone. Tiddles ran away. Uh, because you, this is what she said, because you didn't treat her very well. And um, turns out she gave Tiddles away. But I live, I've lived with that guilt. And I think I've sexualized that guilt into cartoon animals. Who knows what happened? But there's, that's the only correlation I can think of of a cat in my mind. And they say the things that you're attracted to are a kind of weird you know, weird kind of um, perverse. Some when you start having little um, little flutters, uh, <laughs> when you start having little flutters as a child, these are the kind of weird kind of kinks that you have later on. So for me, it's being attracted to Maid Marian, um, Gadget Hackwrench from Chip and Tails Rescue Rangers, even your one from Sonic, from the original Sonic series, who is literally just wearing a pair of boots. That's all she's wearing. I remember. 
difficult difficult saying this in front of a camera. I think I think I, think I genuinely am a first. <laughs> I think I'm a first wet dream about this thing. Um, it's weird, and that's I've gone too graphic now. I wasn't a wet dream. What happened was it wasn't a wet dream. Right, I'm going to backpedal a little second de- desperately. Backpedal. I didn't have a wet dream about um Sally from Sonic, but what happened was, oh God, I'm getting so warm. What happened was I had a dream about her and I woke up and my underwear were gone and they weren't even in the room. <laughs> and I remember telling my cousin Omar being like, I can't I don't know what happened, like man, I fucking woke up and my underwear were gone. And he was all like That's that's not an interesting but I just remember telling him that because I was so kind of weirded out by it. Because like magic happened. She took my own like she did a Freddy Krueger and held onto my underwear in, in my dreams. Did Sally. Um Princess Sally from Sonic the T V show. One of the good TV show. Blue Streak speeds by Sonic the Hedgehog. Too fast for the naked eye. Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic, he can really move. Sonic, he's got an attitude. Sonic, he's the fastest thing alive. You know? Anyway, so Sally, Princess Sally, Sonic's friend, stole my underwear in my dreams. Anyway. And my heart. And I didn't have... And for canon, I didn't have a wet dream about this thing. Anyway, listen. Whatever happened, I got turned on. Now, I'm not... This, listen to the thing. I'm not even... Look, look. I'm not even... I don't really mean what I'm... Look, we all find... Look, I've been inundated from smut from people like you about how much you fancy these animals as well. So don't be acting all like I'm a fucking weirdo pervert. And you know, like, I need to be locked up? That I can't be within 100 metres of uh, an, animation, an animation department? <laughs> Is that what you're selling me? Is that what you're selling me? Because I'm not buying, right? You're as fucking you're, and you're here. Well, part three of the most fuckable Disney animals, and I'm the weirdo. Well, none of us are weird. That's what's great about the CCF community. We can all back each other up. Okay, look, I'm just gonna get into this. Okay, so, uh, right here we go. Now, if you missed p- part two, that is fine because the winners of that, and to be honest, the contenders in that were never gonna make it. These is this is the winners circle now of the CCF most fuckable Disney animals of all time great thing greats the greats of um tournament so is this recording actually yeah that is yeah and that is as well okay great listen great guys (laughs) (laughs) okay here we go all right so this first one right is serious this is my first crush, uh, Gadget Hackwrench versus Raja, the fapping carpet from uh, Aladdin. Okay, well, and also what I'm going to be doing a bit in this episode is I'm going to be reading directly from the Disney wiki. Um, and I don't know if you're someone who updates the Disney wiki. I don't want to have a go at you if you are. But it's interesting, the sort of things, the people, the sort of person who would update the Disney wiki with trivia about these, the sort of person who would do that is an is a you know keyboard warrior. Okay, like people who do update this wiki. I have given to Wikipedia once. You know, I do use it all the time. I felt obliged to do so. You know, and the people who do update these these, it's a thankless job. They're not getting paid. It's just server cash to kind of keep it running. You know what I mean? So it's a thankless job. Having said that. I'm just, I keep visualizing, and you can, I'm sure you visualize it as well, the sort of person who would update a Disney wiki, what they look like, and what they were like when they were updating some of these things. I just want to visualize, I want want you to help visualize these keyboard warriors 
who have updated the Disney Wiki. So, um, so Gadget. So, <laughs> I just found it funny, the person. So, let me tell you a bit about Gadget, okay? Gadget is from Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. Um, and on the Disney Wiki, Gadget Hackwrench's personality is described thusly. Smart, caring, brave, inventive, creative, ingenious. A little scatterbrained at times. <laughs> Adventurous, energetic, sassy, sympathetic, shy, friendly, can have a temper, kind. Did I say kind? And then appearance, slender and beautiful mouse. <laughs> like, I know. I know what I think. And I would probably say the same thing, but like, did they even... Slender and fucking beautiful mouse, cream fur, buck tooth, <coughs> uh, pink nose, strawberry, st- thick strawberry blonde hair. Um, look, Gadget is Gadget is hot, and Gadget Gadget kind of fulfills the fantasy, the ultimate fantasy, of a, a person who is beautiful, who is attractive. This is not Gadget. This is the someone, the person who fancies Gadget, someone who is beautiful in their own right, as people are. Christina Aguilera said it best. Dirty. No, everyone's dirty. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're beautiful, no matter what they say. Words can't get you down. Do you know what I mean? You're beautiful. And what you wear and how you wear it is fucking phenomenal. Do not be trying to fucking compare it to anyone else. It's stunning the way you do it. But it is the kind of fantasy of someone who doesn't view themselves as beautiful. To find someone who is subjectively beautiful, who doesn't know it. Who is unbelievable. And just hasn't realized it because you feel like once they realize that they're going to what realize that they're in a different tier than you, the gadget is not on your level. But anyway, the reason I get into this is because a lot of people could see that that fantasy, you know, this whole pixie manic pixie dream girl thing. But it's not exactly the same thing for gadget because she's, you know, well, it is kind of, but you know, that fantasy that you're as a broken person you find this person and feels whatever you know what I'm fucking talking about the whole manic pixie dream girl kind of fantasy. So as a result of that, a lot of people have felt the same and the same attraction to Gadget and the same sort of, you know, obsession with Gadget Hackwrench. So much so that in Russia, there's a fucking cult. Did I stammer? There's a cult. And I couldn't see if they're taking applications online, but there is a cult. Terry always says I'd be the first person to fall for a cult. Um, I'm not going to get into Scientology right now. But listen, uh, so this is from the Mary Sue. A group of people in Russia have built an entire religion uh, around the likeness of Gadget Hackenwrench. They pray to posters of Gadget. They write songs about her. Get the fucking Gadget food. He's going to look like local mouse. <laughs> and they place stickers of her everywhere they can. I don't speak Russian. Um, and this is what a few people have said that were interviewed who were in this Gadget Hackenwrench cult. She is a divine being, the most untouched and perfect sibling of the great God on Earth. <laughs> Why I love her is a stupid question. How do I not love the goddess Gadget? She is strict. She is cute. She is optimistic. Her level of technical knowledge is unachievable for a mortal being. <laughs> and this is what someone went. Someone went into deep detail here. Her beauty, intelligence, kindness mixed with fix-it girl image is so tempting. Her pics from the cartoon are wonderful. She is so. There is so much fan art where she looks like the ideal female. I look on her and I think. What would I like to be changed in her and understand nothing? She's perfect. <laughs> in our dirty world, Christina Aguilera, she's the only angel. I downloaded lots of her pictures within some days. And they keep looking and looking on her. 
just can't take my eyes off her. I absolutely understand the man who started the cult. This is a different guy? Who the fuck is this guy? Because Gadget gives us all the hope that there is endless beauty in our world. Ideal girl, which we'll never meet in reality. I love you, Gadget. Well fucking said. I totally get it. I totally get it. All right? And I don't know if this is a kind of joke. I suppose the CCF is a cult. Anyway. Um, trivia. No, we're moving on. Okay, so that's Gadget. But Gadget is up against the fuck rug, which is Raja. I say that because, to be honest, Raja, between me and you, I do not want to put anything within each other because uh, I'm, as I said, on the Kinsey scale, 65% a heterosexual man. Um but I get what people are going for. Look, I'll give you a bit of trivia about Raja. And I call him a fuck rug because basically he's just there faffing away looking at Jasmine. Because he acts like he's not sentient. But he totally gets what's going on. He's watching her getting changed. He knows what's going on. You know, and he's so horny. Um, Raja means Indian prince in Hindi and Arabic. Um, and here's a good one. This is again on the Disney wiki. <laughs> a slight goof happens uh, in the animated film when Raja is transformed into a cub. He meows like a house cat. In reality, tiger cubs cry sounds nothing like a house cat. But in parentheses, uh, some stories say that Raja is actually turned into a kitten instead of a, a tiger cub. So this may have been intended as a comedic moment. This was intended as a comedic. Is this, is this comedy? Excuse me, is this comedy? Oh, <laughs> was he meowing? No, hang on, hang on. Uh, he doesn't, uh, tiger cubs don't meow. Oh, he's meant to be a kitten. <laughs> this is comedy. Uh, is this a comedic moment? Um, but look, at the end of the day, this is the most fuckable Disney animals. I do not know if I'd like to fuck Raja. I would like to be spooned by Raja. If his tongue is soft, which I don't think it is because he's an actual tiger, I wouldn't mind him licking my ears. But as a heterosexual man, I need to come with this from a gay perspective, as I'm not a gay man, and see how this could be appealing. Because as we all know, you know, gays, gay men do not discriminate across species, as we all famously know. Um, so let's look at this from a perspective. If I was a gay man, if I was a gay man, how I might be attracted to uh, Raja. And funnily enough, this is totally not a thing, but you know the way they do to try and pigeonhole uh, gay, you know, you know, fit men into different kind of animals. You've got a bear, you've got otters, you've got foxes. Well, a tiger, apparently, is a gay man who has a moderate amount of body hair, slender body type. He's a versatile top bottom. He wears a lot of horizontal stripes. That's fucking bollocks. <laughs> so because he wears it, uh, can be sassy. Some would say catty, majestic, enjoys uh, dominance in bed. I thought he was a versatile top bottom. What's fucking going on here? Uh, he's more experienced and don dominant than a pup and less hairy than an otter, often referred to as a power gay. Um, source unknown for that. <laughs> the source is unknown for that little bit of trivia there I gave you about what is a gay man and how it's a tiger, whatever. Look, Raja, you know I like you. I don't know what kind of man is moderate in body hair, slender body type, versatile, top bottom, wears horizontal stripes and is quite catty and dominant in bed. Nope, not these two, not this, you know. Well, moderate, slender body type. No, no, no. I did not make the cut for this one. Um, look, at the end of the day, Gadget, even though I don't want to fuck her, I want to love her. Because I love her. I don't want to want a man, you know. Um, it's got to be, it's got to be, 
It's gotta be, it's gotta be Gadge, it's gotta be Renge, it's gotta be not the tiger. So, sorry, Raja. Into the fucking, into the boo box with you, even though that's a different thing. The boo box, Scorpio. There you go. Good luck to you. Next up, we have... Ah, uh, we got the queen, the queen bee, the queen L, the queen N, uh, Nala versus fucking Kovu in a lion off, lion dancing. That's my impression of lion dancing. Have you heard of lion dancing? Um, anyway, uh, Nala, her name in Tanzanian uh, means look, and in African it means successful, uh, and in Swahili it means gift. Um, well, let me tell you, in Spanish, Nala means almost nothing. That's one of my own jokes. <laughs> anyway, uh, Nala is not... This is another one written from a little keyboard warrior on Disney Wiki. Nala is not included in the Disney Princesses lineup, due to the fact she's a lion, even though Ariel is uh, a mermaid. Sorry, guys, excuse me, can I just... For the attention of Bob Iger... Bob, head of Disney, CEO of Disney. Can I ask why Nala is not included in the Disney uh, princesses lineup? Even though Ariel, who's a mermaid, clearly is. And then it has um, in parentheses. But I suppose she had more of a humanoid appearance and eventually did become human. And I suppose Nala didn't actually marry Simba until after he became king. <laughs> uh, so... And here's another goof, famous goof. Remember Raj's goof of, uh, of uh, meowing like a cat, even though cubs don't? Uh, here's another one. Uh, goof. Nala's fur seems to be brighter in the sequel than it was in the original film. What did he run out of paint? <laughs> Use the little droplet feature, you know? Bloop. That's the same color. Tell me that's all. Anyway. Look, Nala. Nala is the pussy, and I can say that because she's a cat that launched a thousand ships. And by thousand ships, I mean the forming of the CCF community. She is... You talking about not trying to put, not want to put pet. <laughs> you talk about not wanting to put pussy on a pedestal. Well, let me tell you this: this this pussy is on the biggest pedestal there is. Fucking Pride Rock. <clears throat> and then she is against uh, Kovu. So Kovu, listen, Kovu is from Lion King Two. He's a thirsty guy. He is a. Uh, he's he's actually. He, people think he scars. You know, son. If you look at him, you're like, oh my god, it's a Scar's kid. He looks like Scar. He's even given a Scar later on by his man, right? But he's actually not. Michael Eisner, the head of Disney at the time, said um, he shouldn't be related to Scar. That's incest. And dead right. That's what it was, I found confusing the last time because he then ends up hooking up with Kiara, Simba's daughter. Excuse me, daughter. He hooks up with Kiara, Simba's daughter, and that would make him, if he's Scar's son, Simba's cousin. You know what I mean? So, um, so they got rid of that. Um, but look, I, I want to give you thirsty ladies something in Kovu because your uh, my inbox was, you know, was as black as the mane on Kovu's head with images of Kovu from thirsty ladies who are after. So I want to, I want to appease to you. I want to give you Kovu. But at the end of the day, look, I don't like the guy. I don't like the guy. Stop telling me he's hot. I don't find him hot. You know, he's um, look, he's an he's an okay looking guy, but you know what? At the end of the day, he's not loyal. He he totally turns his back on his ma for another bit of pussy. I can say that because she's a cat, Kiara. Uh, he lets his mother die. He 
he lets his brother die. Um, and he's the sort of guy who just be really fucking like on top of you. But then shows how disloyal he is. He turns his back on his own fucking mother that he'd be like all on top of you saying he loves you loads and spooning you and like kind of rubbing your face real soft. And you're like, wow, this is like our second date. But I'm kind of falling for this guy. But he's been rubbing my face, being like tender with me. And then he just fuck off. And then like, he wouldn't ghost me. He would just be sending me the odd ha ha ha, like right back and act like we weren't as special as we were, you know? And to be honest, him turning his back on his ma, that's pretty unforgivable. I would do anything for my ma. And I know his ma was telling him to kill Simba. And that's a big, it's a tall order. I don't know. I haven't seen the film, but I read the wiki. You know, that's a tall order. But I would do anything my ma said. If my ma said, Tony, I need you to kick David Attenborough in the fucking chest. I'd be like, that's going to kill him. And I love him. I'd, I'd have to fucking do it. It's my mother. I wouldn't call, turn my back on my man like that. So I did use a favor. I put this young fella in for the thirsty ladies on the chat. But at the end of the day, I'm not into him. He's not not my line. Not my line. You know what I mean? Not for me. So that means, and look, dude, look, whoever it was, you know, it's fucking Nala we're talking about here. This is like, I mean, I don't, look, it's going to be an interesting semi and final uh, after this these quarters because, you know. Well, hang on. That's it. That means Nala's through, but that means Nala. <gasps> oh my God! It's Nala versus Gadget. I actually don't know what I'm going to do. I actually don't know what I'm going to do. I actually have no idea what I'm going to do. Oh my God. These, these both deserve to win it. Oh my God. I don't know what I'm going to do. Right, it's not. I, can I. Oh, can I mess it? I can't. I don't want to mess it around. Right, look. That's in the next episode. Hey, 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 hey. So we'll move on. All right. Next up, we have. Um, it's Hot Dog. Nom, 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 nom. Versus Hot Cat. There's a kitten. Um, I don't know why any of that was. Anyway, listen. We've got Peg. Remember it was meant to be Lady, but I thought Lady, I thought she looked bald and I wasn't into that. Not with the kind of hair hanging down and the kind of, you know, the kind of Homer Simpson vibe. We got Peg. And then we got uh, Duchess, the hot cat. So Peg was kind of an, an audible uh, instead of Lady from Lady in the Tramp. Peg is also, which is one of the pound dogs from um, from Lady in the Tramp. Um, and um, yeah, let me tell you about this bird. Let me tell you about Peg, right? Even just, to, I literally just fucking fell on my arm there. Hang on, I have to blow my nose. I have to blow my nose. Hang on one second. Sorry about that. Now listen, let me tell you about Peg. Peg, obviously, to look at, she's a stunner. She's a stunning dog. She's a hot dog. Mm. That's a little uh, wiener there I was mocking to eat. But listen, Peg, to me, is intimidating. She intimidates me. She looks like she could just come into my life like a fucking house on fire and start confusing things. And I'm intimidated by that. She seems like just... She seems like the sort of bird... And look, I've, I've used this analogy on the podcast before. The sort of bird that starts... You know, that joins the office. And obviously she's attractive. And it's, you know, things are getting a bit confusing. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're, I'm a, you're a happy guy. You're a happy guy. You're not looking for any kind of distraction here. But then Peg rocks up in the fucking office. And she's, you know... She's getting on well with everyone. She makes a very big impression on the Friday night drinks. You know, she goes out a little bit hard. You're laughing. You, you, you've also had a bit to drink, you know. But then you go home. You're like, no, i got to go home. But then she texts you the next morning. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. She's like apologizing. And you're like having to console her. And now all of a sudden the barriers that you had before are kind of weakened. And you're texting her. And you're like, oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We all went fucking hard. But now you find yourself, you're texting her every day. You're texting her every day now. And you don't know why. 
but you kind of have these in-jokes and stuff. You've in-jokes with other people in the office, and she's genuinely funny. She's really funny. And she's making these jokes about other people in the office, and now, like, she might text you or do, like, instant messenger or on Slack or something, and you're like, you're like, oh, yeah, and you're, like, making eyes at each other about other people in the office. And then you decide to go for a walk. She's like, will you go for a walk with me? Just go for a walk. And then before you know it, she's fucking pregnant. She's fucking pregnant, and I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I keep saying to her, look, it's not my kid. There's no way it's my kid. But she gives birth in a quick gestation period because she's a dog. And she gives birth to like a litter of little dog boys that have your eyes, have glasses. And they have long hair. And they have lips. And you're like, what the fuck am I going to do? What the fuck am I going to do? And you start having really dark thoughts. And you're like, look, didn't they? Look, I would never do this. But didn't they used to drown puppies? Didn't they used to drown puppies? Didn't they used to drown puppies in this country? And it was fine then. It's I know it's not fine now, but like 30 years ago, it was like fine to drown a lot of puppies. Oh my God! No, um, and her catchphrase is, what a dog! Um, and her personality is described as flirtatious female, female character. So Peg is very, um, very confusing. Very interesting. Duchess, on the other hand, um, a bit of trivia here. The only cat that doesn't wear a bloody ribbon why doesn't she wear a fucking ribbon? I bought the ribbon. Duchess ribbon picks. <laughs> Duchess ribbon fan picks. Now. HD background wallpaper for iPhone 12. iPhone 12 wallpaper of Duchess <laughs> with ribbon. Um, and another bit of trivia. Duchess doesn't get mad at all in the movies, but in the books, she can often be seen mad sometimes at her kittens. Um, she's a classy bird. She... But she seems manipulative, you know? And this is not some fucking incel shit where I'm saying that women are manipulative. This is a dog and a fucking cat we're talking about here. But she seems like the sort of cat that could get you to do anything. You know, she'd be sitting there on the lap of the supervillain. But who's to say she's not the one whispering in the ears of the villain, you know? You know? Fucking kill James Bond there, will you? Here, get us loads of uh, tins of fancy feast, will you? You know, um, but look, at the end of the day, cats play hard to get, um, uh, but this pussy's worth it. And at the end of the day, look, I don't know. I don't know. I got a big sighted there with the whole peg thing. She might actually know just because of just Jesus. She's you can't resist her. Do you know what I mean? I might have to give it to Peg, the dog over Duchess. Duchess looks like she's kind of closed shop for a while. She's got O'Malley. She looks like, you know, she's not up for... And this, look, at the end of the day, this is the most fuckable Disney characters, animals, competition of the night. So, who's the most fuckable? It's got to be Peg, the whatever she is. Dog or whatever. <laughs> okay, next up, and I've been waiting... Because I'm editing these, um, I can't have them too long, so I'm going to move on. Listen. Okay, Pepita! Oh, hang on. Peg. Okay, so that's next up. Okay. Next up, we have Pepito the Alibraje versus Miss Bianca. So Pepita is from uh, Coco, the best Pixar film, Imho, uh, versus Miss Bianca from um, The Rescuers. Um, okay, so a massive revelation here when I went on the Disney wiki. Pepita, massive revelation. Pepita's a girl! Honk, 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 honk. That's the heterosexual love goose with some big news. Honk! Pepita's a girl. It's okay for me, a heterosexual man mostly, to be interested in this cat because it's a girl. Not that I'm scared of being gay, but you know what I mean. I would prefer to know just because that's what I'm like. <laughs> Whatever. 
Well, that's a homophobic for me to say that I prefer women. Well, that's what I was thinking there. Is that homophobic me saying I prefer women? No, it's not. Of course it's not. Anyway, I googled what an alibrique is, and it's not a little uh, fuck doll icon. It's actually an awesome little carved wood or papier mache sculpted animal from the Oaxaca region. The uh, the uh, producers of cocoa went to Oaxaca, and they saw these little alibrique up everywhere. And uh, they decided to put it into the film. And no doubt it is the most spectacular thing about Coco. This fuckable dream panther with wings and fucking things and the colours. I cannot. I love it. Get it. Get it on HD because it looks stunning. Um, And a little bit of trivia. uh, Coco was in active production from 2011 to uh, 2017. Uh, It's the longest um, production schedule. For a Pixar movie. And it paid off. It looks great. Remember me. Um, and you got Miss Bianca. Miss Bianca. So a bit of trivia here. The singular feminine form of um, Bianca is Bianco. Which is Italian for white. Describing her fur. Did a Google there. What does Bianca mean? Oh wait. Hang on. I found something. Um, so apparently the Rescuers. Uh, which I haven't seen in years. But the Rescuers. 1977 film. They were looking to make a spin-off TV series. From 1989. Um, however, uh, when they greenlit the sequel, The Rescue- Rescuers Down Under, in 1990, they decided to do the sequel. And then they still had all this stuff they'd planned to do for The Rescuers. And they said, you know what? Let's make them rescue rangers. Chip and Dale. So it was Chip and Dale. And apparently it was originally going to be Chip, who was always going to be the Indiana Jones looking one. But Dale was going to be this weird, weird kind of iguana. And then they decided, no, make him a fucking Tom Selleck looking motherfucker and put him in. Um, but look, at the end of the day, who is the most fachable? You got Miss Bianca. She'd be the sort of mouse, as I said, you might meet at a cocktail bar. She might be there drinking a, co- you know, a cocktail in the Morrison. You know, the sort of hot older woman with the ring, you know, the kind of wrinkles, you know, very, it's very attractive, handsome older woman, you know, handsome, wrinkly old woman. <laughs> and you meet her there and she's having a little, um, she's having a martini, right, um, with a bit of cheese and an olive. And guess what? She's fucking, uh, she just keeps eating the cheese. Another martini, please. She just keeps eating the cheese. So I'm polishing off her martinis. I'm getting fucking shit-faced at the bar. She is just eating cheese. And she's like, why don't you come upstairs and fuck a real woman? And then you go, and all of a sudden, you've made out with a mouse. Pepita, on the other hand, is a feral, flying, fucking dream chimera who will protect you in the afterlife. Like, this is a level of loyalty, which is a bit clingy. So it depends what kind of... What kind of fuck you're going for, right? Um, look, Pepita, for me, I didn't know she was a she. That has just... <laughs> up there. Up there, putting that pussy... And I can't say that because she's kind of a cat. On the pedestal of Pride Rock, she's up there. Great news. Pepita, love. You Pepita, love, honey. You are through to the next round for Pepita versus Peg. Oh, my God. I'm so confused. Uh, okay, next up. Ka from The Jungle Book. Um, so Ka, look, Ka made it through because for whatever reason, um, for whatever reason, it gave me a little tummy floor when he was hypnotizing Mowgli. I don't know, I don't know why. I don't want to get into it. I don't not want to talk about it. That, um, but a bit of trivia here. Ka means possession in Hindi. Um, hang on, sorry, it's Ka from the Jungle Book versus Robin from Robin Hood. So let's get into it. Ka, a bit of trivia, means possession in Hindi, which is cool. I've always found... You know, kind of hypnosis and the kind of Dracula, very kind of attractive, uh, very erotic. And it it, it interests me, you know, kind of being under a spell, you know, like Jasmine acting like she's under the spell, 
you know, and they're kind of like, and it's even like the snake, so the hypnotized snake, you know, it's like, what is it? You know, what is it that I like? Um, so here's a bit of trivia. Even though Carr wants to eat Mowgli in the films, real life pythons do not view humans as they're, they're, uh, they're in their food chain. And they usually do not even attack humans unless threatened. However, real Indian rock pythons, um, or sorry, again, are too small to eat a human. So that would mean that this that Ka would be closely uh, related to a reticulated python, an African rock python, and a green anaconda. They're the only ones known to actually fully try and devour a human. So Ka, look, I fancy you. I like you. I can't explain it. Well, I don't want it anymore. Versus Robin from Robin Hood. Now, this is what I found very interesting here. This is someone like writing all this Disney trivia for Robin Hood here. Um, so you write like his 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 abilities, right? And sometimes they link that, and sometimes they have, like goals. There was a funny one that was retweeted on uh, Twitter, and it, it and it had um, <laughs> Bambi's mother goal to protect Bambi in parentheses failed. So that's what they put on them on on that. So Robin's abilities here: agility, master archer, skilled swordsman, disguise mastery, fox physiology. Robin Hood is an anthropomorphic fox. That's an ability, I suppose. And another one, an, an ability for human mimicry. As an anthropomorphic fox, Robin walks on his legs and wears human clothes. <laughs> Imagine that as an X-Man. Well, I walk on my hind legs. Um, and he's a master of disguise. And um, and I found this interesting. This, this, was a bit, this was a bit of trivia written underneath for Robin Hood on the Disney wiki, right, for kids. The characterization of Friar Tuck and Robin in the film is considerably unfaithful to the original source material. In these stories, Robin held contempt for the clergy and the church due to their taxing and exploitation of the poor and religiously motivated torture and executions. When Robin's tale, this is actually interesting, when Robin's tale became more widespread, the church actively revised and altered the stories for propaganda purposes, introducing more heavily Christian themes as, and the character of Friar Tuck. Like imagine, not, and I think you should, ask these questions early on as a child but imagine a child going on like a little you know bible belt state being like can i go on the disney wiki at least okay fine why should i hold contempt for the clergy ma'am or mom you know interesting anyway and here's a little goof as well goof right from from the movie unlike a real red fox uh robin hood as well as maid marion uh to much of a lesser extent for some reason don't have black fur on the tip of their ears and do not sport brown gloves on their arms and legs like a real fox. <laughs> this was eventually corrected but, uh, with Todd in The Fox and the Hound, but the, the damage was already done. <laughs> okay, look. Okay, look. I'm going to... I'm going to give it to Robin. I'm going to give it to Robin. No, I can't. It's Car. Car. Car is like... Car who is a woman, I'm going to have to visualize him as a woman. He was a woman in the film. Just for my own. Not homophobic, because I want him to be a woman. He was a woman in the in the live action. Ka is like the sort of bird that you're not immediately attracted to. But you know, you know. You fucking know. You know? You know that you know what she'd be like. You're not immediately attracted to her, but you're fucking you can't stop thinking about her. Like I'm not even I'm not even like her. Sorry about that. I think I uh, gave up so much sexual energy that the battery ran out in my phone just now. But we're back running. Look, Ka can get it. Ka's through to the next round. I'm sorry, Robin. 
If only you had brown hands and black tips on your ears and you were more fucking like a fox, but you're not. So moving on. Here we go. The squirrel, the hot squirrel from the sword and the stone. Okay, this squirrel can get it. And look, there's not much about this squirrel because it's a cameo appearance from this squirrel who fancies the fucking hole off Arthur and is so fucking up for it. But she's beautiful. She's stunning. But cute, you know? So, very promiscuous. So I went into Google about this because, like, like, would a squirrel really be that mad up for it just seeing you? Do you know what I mean? Just seeing another squirrel? But apparently it's true. Red squirrels are the most promiscuous of squirrel species. They breed in mid-January through to mid-March, and they have to, and they have a scramble mating system. <laughs> Fucking get, count me in. The female is fertile for one day a year, and on that day, several males in the area will come and visit to try and mate with her. She'll mate with, on average, six lads during the one day, and she'll have sex, on average, 22 fucking times. Each copulation lasts less than a minute. Um, so she'll have about 22 minutes of sex uh, in one day. Hey, <laughs> fucking better than... Better than me. It's not better than me. It's not better than me at all. <laughs> anyway, the males, apparently, in squirrels, um, when they're chasing females, making a buzzing sound. <coughs> when they're chasing, like... <coughs> chasing after that chasing after that, that, that tail, you know? Um, now, here's an interesting... Um, I don't know if you've seen the image of the squirrel with the massive bollocks, but it's real, right? This is the Cape Ground Squirrel. I wanted to tell you this because I found this interesting about how randy squirrels are. The Cape Ground Squirrel um, have a scrotum that is 20% of their body length, excluding the tail, and their penis is more than twice as long. To get the best odds of fathering the next generation, they have to ensure that their sperm that fertilizes the egg and not the rivals, so they make a lot of it. So that's why they literally have bollocks that are one-fifth the fucking size of them. And apparently... To keep the sperm in flow, having that much sperm, I'm going to get a bit gross here, but this is, you know, with nature, it's not gross. And I'm not into this, again, because it's a lad, right? But I'm not into it because it's an actual animal, and I'm doing a bit about me fancying cartoon animals. Why am I fucking answering this? Look, don't worry about it. But apparently, these squirrels with the massive bollocks, uh, to keep their sperm in flow, they masturbate constantly. And apparently an oral masturbation was recorded when a male sat with its head lowered and an erect penis in its mouth and began to uh, stimulate itself, but with both mouth, fellatio, sounds like bloody prince, sounds like he had a fucking rib removed, this fucker, um, and its forepaws, while the lower torso moved forward and backwards in a thrusting motion, finally culminating in an apparent <laughs> ejaculation, after which the male uh, consumed the ejaculate. After which. An oral masturbation was recorded when the male sat with his head lowered with an erect penis in his mouth. Oh, you've kicked me. Have I just been kicked in the chest? Because I'm feeling something. <laughs> anyway, listen. Um, look, this squirrel. So that turns. This, this fucking squirrel could get it. This squirrel makes you do some crazy shit. This squirrel makes your bollocks grow to a fifth the size of yourself. And the only thing you can do is just constantly suck yourself off. Right? And I'm sorry this is so gross. This is a Disney competition. Please. Please still sponsor me, Disney. You haven't sponsored me before, but you know what I mean. Send me tickets for things. Sometimes I get tickets for Disney things. I don't want this thing about me talking about squirrels wanking in their own mouths to stop me from getting tickets for Disney screenings. <laughs> anyway, Maid Marion. 
So after looking into the rest of after looking into the rest of these animals, I'm actually kind of a bit off Maid Marion, to be perfectly honest. I had a massive um I was fucking, you know, rock a Gibraltar horn for this fox. And I've gone off her now, to be perfectly honest. And also this is I found this interesting, right? Just just as a lot of hot Disney animals. If Maid Marion is now kind of mid-tier, then what is going on here with these hot Disney animals? This is a hotter competition than I thought it was. Anyway. This is a bit of Disney trivia. And this is the first bit of Disney trivia on the Disney Wiki, all right? Maid Marian is the only female character in Robin Hood to ever wear shoes on her feet. All other females are barefoot. For you to notice that, and for it to maybe piss you off that this hot fox doesn't have a bare feet. Particularly, um, sorry, however, in the storyboards, um, Maid Marian's feet are bare. In the storyboards, what happened between release, release the Snyder Cut, release the Snyder Cut, get her feet, release the feet, free the foot. Dirty, dirty. I'm just not into feet. Anyway, I also looked up how, because you know they say like, you know, you know, um, sexy foxes and stuff and foxy and stuff. Do they have a high sex drive as well? Apparently, they mate more or less for life. The dog fox guards his partner through the mating season to prevent any other males from mating with her. Sounds like fucking... Uh, Randy Savage, but a fox. Stay away from Miss, El Miss Elizabeth. We're meeting for life. Um, anyway, during copulation and throughout the two-week uh, two mating season for foxes, uh, vixens give off a human-like, high-pitched vocalization called scream. Ha! 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 Yeah! Um, so, imagine that made Marion just all doing the shit dancing. Ha! But, like, liking it. Look, uh, Maid Marion, um, Maid Marion, this squirrel can get it. I know it can never work between us. We're two different sizes, but if we go into Elon Musk's VR fuckosphere, then things could change. But if, uh, Maid Marion, I'm sorry, you do not make the cut. I like you, I fancy you, you're not made the cut. I'm sorry, with the greatest respect. Right, I'm sorry, I, have no, I now have to steamroll through the rest of these because this is going to be too long of a video to edit. Next up we have Miss Bunny. Okay, Miss Bunny. Miss Bunny, look, Miss Bunny, you're a hot bunny. You're hot. <laughs> uh, so apparently Miss Bunny, the name of this bunny, was only named in Kingdom Hearts, the game. The, the, the square Final Fantasy slash kind of Disney Paradise World game was named Miss Bunny then. And look, this bunny, look, I don't know about this, this bunny. She doesn't even have a speaking role. She gets Thumper to go, you know. She's the kind of par partner Thumper. But she seems like the sort of bird who's proper honey-dicking. Like, she's not real. Do you know what I mean? She's the sort of bird who's, like, you know, working for the sun newspaper, trying to blackmail you, you know? Like, literally there, like, you know. Or or have you do some sort of... She, she looks like the sort of bird that you go into a hotel. She kind of seduces you from a hotel. You go to the room. You think you're going to hook up. Then you all of a sudden you realize you're drugged, and you woke up. You wake up and there's like blood everywhere, and someone has tried to. Someone's tried to entrap you for a crime. There's been a bit. There's been a political assassination that's just happened, and you're like, ah, but the bunny was so hot. She was here a second ago, and you're like, what flag? What fucking bunny? Do you not know what you've done? Um, but then you got Judy Hopps, <laughs> and Judy Hopps is on the other side of things. Um. Sorry, I should have explained this better. Miss Bunny versus Judy Hopps. Did I explain the last one? Whatever. 
it'll all make sense up here. First, Judy Hopps. Um, so we did a trivia about Judy. Uh, Judy's last name is a play on how a rabbit hops. And uh, Judy's upper lip is not split like most rabbits in real life. Hello? Could somebody, could someone get these guys an encyclopedia in fucking Disney? Did you ever see a fucking fox or a rabbit? Um, and she doesn't like to be called cute by people other than her species. Look, Judy's nice. I fancy her. But I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker. I'm a dumb for glamour. I'm a dumbass for glamour. And, 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 and Miss Bunny can get it. Miss Bunny delivers on it. Miss Bunny is a voluptuous. She is the Disney equivalent of the caramel bunny. Except doesn't have long legs, but doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Miss Bunny could get it. Judy, with the greatest respect, that's the end for you. I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to kill anyone else in this. I didn't feel good about that last time. Right, that is Miss Bunny through to the next round. Last here we have. Last here? Last scrap of this particular competition. It's the dog from Beauty and the Beast versus Roxanne. Roxanne. All she want to do is goofy all night. Um, okay, the beast, okay, the beast, he's a hot looking beast, you know, he's only 20 in this, yeah, he carries himself much older, kind of, well, you know, he's probably been a beast for a bit longer than that, but technically he's 20, in the sick, but like, not really, I suppose, like, you can't be like, what are we, what are we going for, like, biological age, I'd go for mental age, you know, the way, like, you know, like, Angel is like 800 years old, and Buffy's 16, that's so inappropriate, you know what I mean, and, um, I don't even know about fucking Twilight, how old he is. But Beast must be like, how 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 long has he been a Beast? Probably 50 years? And Belle's like, I don't know. Maybe if they're all consenting, I don't know. Well, look, it's not my place to judge these cartoons. I'm saying I want to fuck a fucking squirrel, do you know what I mean? I can't really be throwing stones here. Throwing nuts. Daily Washington can fucking bury these nuts. Uh, Beast is the first male character in a Disney fairy tale uh, that is a role of equal significance to the female protagonists. When is the pendulum going to swing back for the boys? Equal, equal to the fuck. Um, originally, uh, when he was uh, planning dinner, the beast was going to come in with a carcass of a slain deer and go, Arr! little fucking deer on the cob. Nom, 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 nom. Nom, 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 nom. And Belle would have been like, oh my God. But they thought that, no, that's not going to make her, uh, her fancy the beast. And um, this isn't trivia, but I always think of when I think of Beauty and the Beast, the fact that there was a show in the, in the 80s, 1987 show, um, called Beauty and the Beast uh, inspired by the fairy tale where Ron Perlman was the beast um, and uh, Linda Hamilton was an assistant district attorney in New York who used to go to him for counsel and it was like this kind of like legal procedural um, I haven't watched any of it but if you have let me know in the comments for this or just message me specifically you know, just let, just let me know whatever is good or not. I don't know. Anyway, Beast is against Roxanne. Roxanne. All she want to do is goofy all night. Roxanne, I didn't write any notes for here. I probably should have. Look, Roxanne. Roxanne is just a very... Roxanne is just the perfect girl next door. And she's not... She's... It's di Look, I'm, I am I fancied her when I was younger, so this is not weird. Why is that the weird thing? Why is that the weird thing that she's teenage in this? Look, I... She's got a thing going for... Hang on, actually, no, let's just get some trivia here. I should have just done my work. I should have just done... This is the last bit of work I had to do. It was a bit of trivia on Roxanne. Roxanne, Disney. Goofy movie. A bit of trivia here. Here we go. She's stunning. Every time I see her. She's probably the one that I'm like, oh, wow. Every time I see her. Rather than any, any of these other ones. Um, 
So here's a bit of trivia about Roxanne. Uh, in a goofy movie, Roxanne has four fingers, but in House of Mouse, she's got five. So that's fucking annoying. Um, when Roxanne gets excited or nervous, she plays with her hair. Um, although Roxanne's father looks like a bulldog, she doesn't resemble him in any way. I mean, she must look like the fucking mother, which we haven't seen, which is, again, annoying. And according to the French comic, Roxanne's birthday is in February, one day that comes very closely before Valentine's Day. Love. Look, Roxanne is hot. Roxanne is... I didn't know she was 13. I didn't know she was 13. She shouldn't be 13. I feel like in the Mandala effect, I thought she was uh, 18. I didn't do... I haven't, I haven't even done that. So I haven't done that. I thought she was older. You know. And she's drawn, you know. It's a kid's... It, I was... I, I. When did the Goofy movie come out? Goofy movie came out in... 1995. I was eight. Do you know what I mean? I was eight. She was five years older than me. Now she'd be 38. So... It's fine. I didn't do... I didn't, not, we didn't do, I didn't do anything. So, as a result of that, no, I can't even... See, the thing is, I don't want to be perving on Roxanne because she's 13. Even though, even though she's 38 now. Roxanne now. Can I do that? No, she's a cartoon. Look, I have to give it to Beast. I'm so sorry about this. I'm so sorry about this. I did... But yeah, I have to. I, I didn't know. She lied about her age. She did a fucking Nadine from Girls Aloud. She lied about her age. I can't find me passport, man. I can't do it. I can't. I'm sorry, Roxanne. Beast. By fucking... By default. Beast. Is fucking through to the next round. I can't believe it. Right. This is very interesting. That means that we have... In the finals... Of the next podcast. We have Gadget versus Nala. Oh, my God. We've got Peg... Versus Pepita. Oh my God, the the battle the battle of the pet, right? We've got cat again versus the squirrel. Finally, some good competition for cat from the Sword and the Stone. And we've got Miss Bunny versus fucking the dog from Beauty and the Beast, Beast himself. This is very interesting. Look, I don't know which way this is going to go. There's a lot of serious contenders in here, and two of the top contenders are going to be knocked out in the very first battle of the next competition. In the next competition. On the Patreon, it'll be the final. But don't worry, I'm sure I'll reveal online who the winner has been if you're not a Patreon subscriber. But if you want to just jump over, check it out, and then cancel, you can do that as well. That'll be in the next episode, the finals of the most fuckable Disney animals. At the end of the day, what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and get some okay fan picks of these and see how sexy they have been made within reason. And that'll be in the next video as well. We'll be describing when we get down to the final, my perfect day with the two combatants. As well as that, Next week on the podcast, next Tuesday to be exact, is the one-year anniversary of this podcast, Tony Catwell Shit Show, Shit Show. And as a result, the last, the first podcast I did last year was the Late Late Toy Show. That's happening again this Friday. You'll hear all about it on the next week on Tuesday. And I will be doing who was the best performer, who was the best performing kid on the night. This is what we want to know every year. I'll be telling you with my five-star ranking system against all the kids in this competition. You have that to look forward to. And if you don't want it, any of that shit, there's still the Bake Off final coming up this Thursday. Uh, the Great British Bake Off final with the, fucking, the last fucking three bakers. It's going to be very exciting. I'm sorry for swearing. I just ran out of things to say just now. Thank you very much for your very kind continued support of this podcast. And I will see you next week. Bye-bye.